Today in the second reading we have that very famous 1 Corinthians reading, which I hope all of you thought of wedding, right? I mean, when's the last time that I've heard this? Wedding, right? We hear that so often in a wedding and it's rightfully read at a wedding because it shows and gives a scriptural understanding of what love is. But we also realize that love is used in many different ways, right? That when we speak about love, we often speak about it. Uh, sometimes when we were speaking to each other about it, we're speaking about it in different terms, right? And think about the things that we say that we love or, or different interactions of love. When we talk about loving the Green Bay Packers, right? That's a different type of love than I hope that you love your children with, right? You talk about, you know, that you love Oreos or you love, uh, you know, ice cream, love Culver's, right? These are all different types of things. We speak about loving one another. We love God in a different way than the way that we love our neighbor. We love our children in, different, in a different way than we love our parents, which is a different way than we love our siblings. All those are different relationships, are different types of love. But yet we use the same word. We say that we love Oreos at the same exact time that we say, I love you, Mom. In other languages, they use different words. But in the English language, we use the same. And so that's what we get, right? We could say, argue and say, well, you should only say that you like Oreos, right? You don't really love them. Well, our English language says and uses it in that way. So what do we have to pull away from it? We have to pull away from it that we realize that when we speak about that God is love, it's a different type of love than loving Oreos, Okay? It's a different type of love. And what kind of love is it? Well, we realize that there's, love is a complex thing. That when we say that we love someone, it doesn't just mean that we smile at them and let them do whatever they want. Right? If someone is doing something that's dangerous to their health, we should tell them to stop. Right? If somebody's about to jump off of a building out of love, you don't say, oh, well, that's nice. No, no, no. You're going to say, no, stop. Why? Because you want what's best for that person, even if you need to stop them. Right? Think about a really good sports coach. A really good sports coach isn't going to just let his players like, hey, let's have practice if you want. You know, when we come out to the field, you know, you guys can just run around and throw the football around like, no problem, just, just have fun. No, there's going to be a certain amount of discipline. There's going to be a certain amount of running. There's going to be a certain amount of discipline because the coach wants them to be able to have more fun. Right? He wants them to be able to play the game not just sloppily, but he wants them to be able to play it well. And that requires a certain amount of discipline. And we would say that that type of love of a coach is actually sometimes discipline is a greater love than kind of letting you do whatever you want. Okay? When we speak about it in Scripture, we of course have this second reading which kind of explains a little bit more about love, but we also have other parts in Scripture that tells us about love. 
One of the, in Hebrews, it says, The Lord disciplines the one that He loves. He chastises every son He receives. Interesting. We don't often think about the love of God in that way, right? He disciplines us. Not because He doesn't like us, right? Not because we did something wrong. But because He loves us. Because He made us for something more than just comfort and just getting by. It also says in Proverbs, a father corrects a son he loves. Think about that. A father corrects a son he loves. That there are certain times when sometimes we don't like certain truths, but yet a father in his love corrects his children so that they might know what is true, so that they might know what is best for them. And love rejoices in the truth. When we speak about that God is love, we speak about that God is love most primarily because God is a trinity and a communion of love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three persons in one that is a communion of love. That constantly pour themselves out into each other. But we also speak and know that God is love and God is a trinity because He, in His love for us, wants what's best for us, which is to know Him and to be with Him for eternity. And in order for that to be possible, He needed to communicate with us, which He did through the Old Testament, preparing us at times. And then at the fullness of time, in His greatest love, He sent us the second person of the Trinity. God Himself became man so that we might know Him. And he wanted to just show, not just tell us about his love and say like, hey, the Father loves you, pray to him, right? He wants you to be with him. But he wanted to demonstrate and give us that concrete understanding of what kind of love God has. That it's not a love like Walmart or something else that, you know, gives you good things because they want you to shop there, right? Right? Or Starbucks or something else, you know, or even Culver's, you know, gets you to do something because they want you to be in their club, right? God doesn't need us. It's a hard thing. God doesn't need us. But out of love, He wants us to be with Him. He doesn't gain anything from us joining Him. It's not like Culver's or Walmart or something else. He doesn't get anything from us joining other than the fact that you are able to be with Him. And so He wanted to demonstrate how far His love went. That it wasn't just what He got out of it. It wasn't just a nicety of like, hey, great, I made you do whatever you want. Eat ice cream every day. Like, that's great. But He showed what kind of love He had. What kind of love? Love so great that he, no, there is no love so great. Jesus says this in John. There's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. No greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. We see, and Jesus speaks about his crucifixion as that love. That no one takes his life from him, but that he freely lays it down. We see that in the gospel today, because in the gospel today they were ready to kill him. And he walked through their midst. Right? He wasn't, it wasn't the time for him to suffer and die. But a few years later, 
it would be. It would be his time that he freely lays down his life and his scourge and carries his cross to Calvary and is willing to suffer and die and to show, you know what kind of love the Father has for you? This kind of love. This kind of love that is willing to become one of you and is willing to show that love doesn't just last as long as emotions does. Doesn't just last as long as there's butterflies in your stomach, but lasts to such a degree that he's willing to suffer and die, endure and bear all things. All things. All sins. All difficulties. All injuries. All jealousies. He's willing to put those aside and say, I still love you. I still want what's best for you. That's the love that we're called to. We're called to love God and neighbor. Well, in what kind of way? Not just in a nicety of smiles and say, well, that's, that's nice. Nice to see you. Do whatever you want. But is in fact an enduring love. A love of a father, a love of a mother who has to wake up in the middle of the night because the baby's crying. A love that endures not just in butterflies in the stomach. The second reading is often read at weddings and there's often a lot of emotion that goes along with it, right? And when you see a couple that's getting married, hopefully you're able to see, wow, look at that couple, they really love each other. But you also realize in the same exact breath to say, well, they love each other, but we'll see whether they really love each other in another five, another ten years, right? When difficulties come up, when those emotions go away, when all the high things pass away, and all of a sudden the depths of love, well, will it endure, right? That's the test of love. Will it bear all things? Will it endure all things? Will it still endure when those emotions pass away? When those things that help you to take a bullet pass away? I liken it of the difference between a new couple. A new couple, you know, you ask them if they'd be willing to take a bullet for each other. And they'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, like, no problem, no doubt. But then you ask them, like, well, would you be willing to suffer a paper cut over 10,000 days every single day? Just, and that's what marriage is like sometimes, right? (laughs) It's like little paper cuts. It's not like terrible things, hopefully, right? But it's like little things that just get underneath your skin. They're like just little paper cuts. But yet you see when a couple has been able to not just in endure, but is it able to bear, been able to choose love in that? You look at an old couple who still love each other, even though you know that everything's not been rosy, right? They haven't always had the butterflies in their stomach every single day for the last 40 years, but yet they still endure and bear and love each other in this. That's the love that we're called to. To endure and bear all things. That's the love of God the Father. That's the love of Jesus Christ. That's the love that we also love God the Father. I don't know about you, but 
I, I hope we all have had, had experiences at times in prayer of God's love. Times of perhaps peace, of profound peace, or maybe of deep consolation. I hope we've all had that experience. But I also know for sure that we've all had an experience of perhaps dryness in prayer. Perhaps time when you go to prayer and you're like, I don't, I don't really want to pray. Or maybe you go to prayer and, and nothing really happens, you know? You're just kind of like, well, it's kind of dead. Or, or it's kind of a little bit painful even. You, you know, you look at your watch and you're like, what, it's only been two minutes? Feels like a half an hour. That's a gift from God. It's called consolation and desolation. There's times of desolation, not because God doesn't love you, not because necessarily God is distanced from you, but because He wants to teach you love. He wants to teach you to choose Him, not because you get something nice out of it, not because you just get nice feelings out of it and you only prayer when it's, when it's nice feelings, or when you get something of peace, but instead that you choose God even when it's difficult. Even when you don't get anything out of it, you still choose to love God. Why? Not for your sake, but for God's sake. Because that is the love that God is calling you to. That's the love that will endure and will never fail. Because if you are able to love, even when it's difficult... Bearing all things, suffering all things. That's the love that endures and never fails. That's the love of God for you. Is that your love for Him? We are called, we are made in love. We are called to love. When we love like God, we participate in a certain way in his divine nature because he is love god is love are we willing to participate in that love that suffers and endures all things saint paul talks about it he says when i was a child i walked like a child thought like a child reasoned like a child but when i became a man i put away childish things Can we put away that childish understanding that God only loves me if I get to eat ice cream every day? Can I put away that childish understanding that love is only if I get what I want? Put away that childish understanding. Put on that adult understanding that love is more Love is in enduring and bearing all things and realizing that it's difficult. But with God's help, all things are possible. And so we come to Him again and again, realizing that we fail in that love that endures, but knowing of His love for us that endures, knowing of His grace that He continues to offer us in the Word and in the Eucharist. And so we come here again and again and again for His love so that we might learn how to love.